0: Have you ever taken notice of what you do when you're stressed? Are you holding your breath or breathing through it? I've noticed that when I'm nervous about something, I tend to hold my breath, even though I know breathing will help me relax. Today, I'm interviewing Amy Davies, and we're going to talk about breathing and all the benefits of breathing through a tough moment. Let's begin with a short prayer, and then let's dive right in with our guest, Amy Davies. Heavenly Father, we thank you today, God. We thank you for clarity. We thank you for the presence of Amy and all of the information she's going to bring to us about relaxing and being able to overcome stress that has tangled so many of us today with everything that's going on. God, we just ask that your words flow through Amy and flow through me and reach those that need to be reached and help with this great message about breathing. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Maintaining a happy and healthy relationship takes work even if that relationship is with yourself there's work required to attain and maintain a meaningful life anything worth having is worth fighting for and our relationships are certainly worth the fight I use my personal struggles to help inspire my coaching and mentoring practice because I know what it feels like to be unhappy with yourself and in your relationship I mentor singles on how to attract and find love and and women who are struggling to rekindle the passion and romance in their relationship by offering support and tools to transform their love story. When unhappiness has overwhelmed you, how do you transform your mindset? When a disagreement in your relationship gets you off balance, how do you get back on track? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Your Day and Beyond Podcast, episode 25. I'm your host, dating and relationship coach, Shanette Ahiabi. Today I'm chatting with a very special guest, Amy Davies. Amy is a restorative yoga teacher devoted to helping people heal stress and find the most peaceful path to their dreams. She's the founder of Prana and Patchouli, a virtual wellness platform and host of the Prana and Patchouli podcast. Amy's been featured in publications like Om Yoga magazine and How to Be a Yoga Rockstar. She currently lives in Liverpool, United Kingdom with her husband. Amy, thank you so much for being with us today. I know that you and I both have had challenges and we even had challenges starting this podcast. (laughs) Oh, technology. But I really appreciate you being with us today and I welcome you into our space. And the first question I want to ask you is to tell us about Amy. Who is Amy Davies?
1: Well, thank you so much for having me on the show and for the lovely introduction. I'm so happy to be here. So who is Amy? Big question. Well, I have been on the spiritual path for most of my life and throughout my teens and early 20s, my yoga mat was a safe space to explore all of the emotions and feelings that were stirring inside me especially at that time as I tried to figure out who I was and how I wanted to show up in the world and as something of an introvert and highly sensitive soul I found my practice to be a soft landing ground that really helped me to navigate my anxieties with grace, to connect with my intuition and manifest some of my deepest dreams and desires. But it wasn't until 2013 when I hit my own personal rock bottom and burnt out. And it was then that my yoga practice really, truly saved me. And my mistake at the time was ignoring the compassionate alarm that my intuition had been sounding for a while, which was that I was completely out of alignment. And at that time, I had just qualified as a lawyer. It was what I thought was my dream career. But I found myself feeling stressed out and sick, to be honest with you, and unhappy and unfulfilled. Mm. And I just knew there had to be a better way. And that kind of became like a prayer to me. I just wanted to feel... Lighter, I just wanted to feel better. And so I really started to honor my body's prayer for rest and turn to more peaceful practices like restorative yoga and breath work, which I'm sure we'll talk all about today, and meditation and yoga nidra, just practices that brought me back home to myself. And The day that I chose a gentler, softer way of being, I realized my true purpose, which was to be a source of peace and inspiration in the world. That's when I heard this voice within me that whispered, you need to share these tools. And so I listened to that voice because She's the compass that's always guided me in the right direction. And I got on a plane to Bali where I became a yoga teacher. It's a very tropical adventure and incredible. And I came back and I've had the blessing to have touched thousands of lives to my classes, my workshops. My retreats and today, my podcast and my membership lighter. And it's just such a joy to do this work. And I'm so happy to be here and talking all about it.
0: Well, I uh, really appreciate you saying how you honored your intuition and what you were feeling when you were out of alignment, because so many of us are in careers that we're not aligned with, that's not aligned with our purpose. And I feel like that because we're out of alignment, we do struggle with stress and feelings of overwhelmment and anxiety. And I went through something like that a few years ago myself. Just really afraid to step out because of fear. Fear, like, how am I going to pay my bills if I don't have you know this job here? So I was doing both for about 13 years. I was doing my my business, which I love. I was working in corporate America and talk about stress level, but. What helped me is that we had a program at my job. They had a wellness program that they brought outside people in yoga. I began practicing yoga and yet you know, through the breath and yoga and things like that, that really helped me cope with what I was going through in the workforce, but it wasn't enough because it wasn't I wasn't supposed to be there. That wasn't my purpose to be there. But had I not had yoga... I think that I probably would have had a nervous breakdown. So I can really appreciate what you're saying. And I can really take it to heart because I was in that session myself. I wish I had have gone about Bali, though, (laughs) when I decided to step away because Bali is on my bucket list. So I can really connect with what you're saying. And I'm sure a lot of listeners can, too. Now, tell me about two influential people in your life and how they impacted you either now or how they impacted you to make the decision to walk away from being a lawyer.
1: I think the first person that springs to mind is my husband, and we just got married a couple of months ago, and he's been with me throughout this whole journey. In fact, we just got together, I think, as I was going through this big life transition, and he's supported me throughout all of that. And I think it's it's really important, especially when we're going through any kind of challenge in life, to have those people around us that truly believe in us and support us and love us no matter what. And just having that support really helped me to be brave <laughs> because it certainly was terrifying I'm not gonna lie it really was to take that leap but when you have that support I think it's easier to trust that when you take that leap the universe will catch you Mm -hmm. and I always joke that He's the more grounded one of our relationship and I am the dreamer. We really balance each other out in a, in a nice way. So if I'm kind of in the clouds and need to be brought down to earth a little bit, he's the one to do that. And in the same way, I'm inspiring him to dream a little bit bigger and believe a little bit more. And so we have this really nice dynamic in our relationship. And he really was uh, a rock. me from that time and to everything else since you know he's my biggest (laughs) cheerleader and then secondly I guess this is kind of two people but my mom and my dad my parents (laughs) one of my biggest values is family as you can probably tell (laughs) um but again they have always supported me and believed in me, even if it was tough love. And certainly at the time that I decided to leave law, they didn't understand it. I think it was disappointing to them because they'd always been behind me with this big dream. And it, you know, it always was my dream to be a lawyer. It wasn't anybody else's. And then all of a sudden I changed my mind, or at least that's what it looked like on the outside, but there Mm -hmm. was so much more happening below the surface, which, ultimately became louder and louder and that's what I had to listen to but I think it's testament to how much they love and support me that they were able to overcome that and you know they fully support me today and again I've just always felt myself surrounded by that love and support and that's what carries me so yeah family are certainly my biggest influence and support in life and I think For a lot of
0: people who have family, we take it for granted that they support us like that because there are people who don't have that kind of support from family. Um, They may have it in friends or or some other person. But I think when you have it from your family, it just means more to you when you have that support system. And I have the same support system with my family and my husband. I'm that floaty dreamer and he's (laughs) that solid rock. (laughs) And it really does balance out the relationship and the dynamics of the relationship because you have someone that you can connect with in a different way that will support you, but also give you a different perspective on things.
1: Yes. And I love that
0: sometimes. Exactly. I love the fact that your parents supported you because so many parents would be upset, especially if they paid for your college education and you change gears, you know, before you even really get going in the career that you chose. A lot of parents would be upset. So I am so glad that your parents supported you and believed in you and trusted you you know, mm-hmm. trusted that you would do what was best for you and that your life would look like you what you wanted it to look like. Now, what does your morning routine look like?
1: Ooh, I love talking about morning routines. <laughs> I definitely believe that filling up our well at the beginning of the day is so important and it impacts the rest of the day, doesn't it? I mean, I really like to start my morning in a slow kind of peaceful way because I know that the rest of the day is just going to flow with so much more ease and grace if I do that. And my energy doesn't really want to get going straight away in the morning. I need (laughs) kind of time to unfurl and wake up. And so I find those first couple of hours really of the day to be a really sacred time for me. And I wouldn't say I have a very set routine because we've been talking about intuition and I really do like to listen to my body and see what she needs. But there are three things that I do every single day, I think. And I do switch it up with other things, which I'll talk about too. But those three kind of non-negotiables for me are meditation. Even Mm -hmm. if it's just five minutes to sit quietly and connect with my breath it's just a nice way to get centered at the beginning of the day and if I don't do that I am scattered I'm all over the place so it's really important to just begin my day from that centered place then the second thing is to drink a really big glass of water maybe I'll do this first just to stay hydrated to wake up my body start the day feeling fresh and then the third thing is when I'm in the shower, I really like to set my intentions for the day. And obviously you can just do this in my head or maybe I'll say them out loud, certain mantras or affirmations, maybe what I'm hoping to manifest that day. And I actually really like to write my affirmations in the shower steam. Oh, really how really ma- nice I way. like it. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. So it's just a really nice way to set your intentions for the day. And those three things are just really simple to do. They don't take a lot of time. And it just really helped me to start my day from that peaceful, centered, and clear place. And then other days, if I feel like doing a little bit more, I might do a light yoga stretch just to Mm -hmm. start to move my body if I'm feeling a bit sleepy, in my body... Maybe some journaling. I like to do morning pages sometimes as that really gets my creativity flowing. Just sitting quietly with a cup of tea Maybe reading or mm-hmm. listening to something inspirational, like a podcast that really ignites my soul in the morning. Especially if I want to feel inspired and energized, then that's something else that I really like to do. So it changes from day to day, but those three things are like are, you,
0: are kind of your routine. core. Yeah. yeah, I like your morning routine. I really do. It's it's very calm <laughs> and it's very restorative. I started getting a little bit more stricter with myself about a morning routine. And I guess when I say strict, I mean things that I'm not going to do in the morning, which is before I used to get up and the first thing I would do was grab my, my phone and start you know, looking at emails or text messages or, you know, going on social media, looking to see what's going on there, looking on my page to see how many likes I have or follows I have. Well, I've made those things obsolete now. I don't do them. They weren't um, helpful for me at all. They weren't beneficial for me to do that. As, As a matter of fact, they brought on more anxiety. In the morning, doing things like that. So the journaling is something that I do in the morning. I will usually read um, a scripture and then I will journal. But I just started doing something new about 30 days ago. I found these little capsules, they look like uh, pills that you take, pill capsules, but you can open them. I actually ordered them off of Amazon and inside of them is a little piece of paper, really small piece of paper, not even an inch long. And I started writing things on the paper and putting them back in there. I put them in a bottle and each day before I journal, I pull one of those out and see what it says on it. And it could say things like charity or or be humble or pray for someone or just all kinds of things that I could think of to write on them. And I take that and I use that as my prompt for my journal that day or my prompt for meditation that day. Now, those two things I'm consistent with journaling and praying in the morning, but I'm not as consistent with meditation, which is where I do want to, you know, to be eventually is to get more consistent with that practice in the morning because you're absolutely right. It does help you to get grounded and start your day On a lighter note, I guess I would Mm -hmm. say more than the heaviness, because when we first wake up in the morning, all the stuff that we went to bed with, all of the anxiety or stress or anything like that, if you did go to bed with that, not everyone does. But all of that stuff kind of fades away while you're sleeping and you reset. So it's Mm -hmm. a good idea to start that morning on that reset note versus pulling all of that negative energy back in. So I love your morning routine. I love how it changes because mine changes every day, depending on my husband. (laughs) So if we're up together, we're either laughing or we're talking and I cherish those moments. So I think it's very good for everyone to have a morning routine. What are some of the benefits of restorative? Can you talk about those for us? Sure
1: restorative yoga is a really supportive and nourishing practice and it's a little bit different to other styles of yoga because it uses a lot of props so things like blocks and blankets and bolsters which are you know big and firm cushions and pillows and it's just A way of when your body is supported by the props from every single angle, it sends a signal to your nervous system that it's safe to relax and calm down. And I think, especially right now in the world that we're living in, so many of us feel unsafe, you know, with what we've been through Mm -hmm. through the last couple of years. It's created a lot of anxiety and fear in our minds and bodies. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's still so much going on in the world today with the war and it's a lot and so restorative yoga is such a potent practice for your mind body and soul and your nervous system especially because it really helps to regulate balance and it's a way of self-soothing And you talked about this before, having these yogic tools really saved you throughout your corporate career and without them, you would have really struggled. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, having this practice in times like this is really crucial to protecting our energy And it really just allows us to relax completely. And for me, it's just such a a deeply delicious and nourishing practice. Like nothing makes me happier than snuggling up to a bolster and just like relaxing there. And, you know, you can take five minutes in a pose. You can spend 90 minutes there if you have the luxury of that. But it doesn't matter what you do. Just even a little bit every day makes such a huge difference and keeps that stress response, no stress
0: levels in check. I know I've practiced your free program. um, Thank you. And I do it at night. And I sleep so well when I do your restorative yoga program. And when I first started it, I was like, Well, what is restorative yoga? And I notice it's the difference in relaxing me more versus Mm -hmm. if I'm doing like a free flow yoga or a vinyasa flow or something like that. This is more relaxing, and I'm able to sleep and, you know, dream and just feel more relaxed and more refreshed when I wake up in the morning. And I thought, well, maybe I should start using your free program to practice during the day. But I said, no, this is going to be my nighttime routine to unwind from the day. So I really like the fact that you really focus on the breath a lot and breathing because the breath really relaxes you when you breathe and then get into some of the poses. So I really love that.
1: Yeah. It's, um I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say one more thing about that. It's, I think the difference really with restorative yoga is the stillness because you're just holding these postures and holding is probably not the right word because there's absolutely no effort (laughs) required in the restorative yoga postures the props and the earth are holding you up Mm -hmm. but I think it's that stillness which is such a contrast to our modern lives which are so busy and we're always moving I think we've got to remember that You know, we're not human doings, we're human beings. And it's a practice that really just allows us to be and create space to connect with our highest selves and that intuitive, peaceful part of us. So it really is a special practice.
0: I love that. We're not human doings, we're human beings. I Mm -hmm. love that. Love that. What's a common myth about practicing yoga that you've heard?
1: Oh, well, there's a good few of those. I think I often hear people say, oh, I'm not flexible enough to practice yoga or my mind's too busy to practice yoga. I'm too something. Like I can't do yoga because I'm not this or I'm too that or I'm not enough of that. And the truth is that yoga really meets you where you are. You know, it doesn't matter who you are or what you're going through. There are so many different styles of yoga. And we've talked about restorative, which is what I teach, but also flow-based practices. There's ashtanga and yin and all these different styles of yoga. And yoga really asks you, all that yoga really asks of you is to come as you are, it reminds me of that, that Nirvana song. I love Nirvana. Um, but but that is so true. And it's all about listening to yourself, listening to your body. And I know we've talked about that as well. And that's really all yoga invites you to do. Like, what do I need right now? What would feel good to me right now? And some days that might be sweating it out and you be standing on your hands if that floats your boat, you know, but... Other times it might just be relaxing on a pile of cushions and not moving very much at all. And that's okay too. So it doesn't matter where you are, the practice ebbs and flows just like our lives do as humans. Just like in nature. And yeah, calm as you are. And that's the
0: part that I love about yoga is that, you know, when you come to that mat, you are coming as you are and it allows you, I'm not going to say escape to escape because our lives are our lives. We can't Mm -hmm. escape from some things, but it does bring your attention back to focusing inward on what's best for you? What do you need? What does your body need? Because so many times we get in this rat race and we forget to take care of ourselves, especially women, because we're taking care of everyone else, Mm -hmm. but who's taking care of us and why aren't we taking care of us? So I believe yoga is one of the best things that a woman could do in a self-care practice, yoga and meditation.
1: I agree.
0: If you've been searching for resources and tools that support your aspirations, look no further. I'm inviting you to sign up for the Charmed Life newsletter. Each month, you will receive exclusive articles on content that supports a happy body, mind, and spirit. Go to yourdayandbeyond.com today and subscribe to get the Charmed Life newsletter delivered to your inbox once a month. Every issue delivers quick, witted, and easy-to-implement content to help you achieve a balanced and happier life. The Charmed Life newsletter also has supporting resources like healthy recipes, mindfulness activities, beauty and wellness tips, and so much more. Well, let's hear more about Prana and Patchouli. What led you to create a virtual wellness business?
1: Prana and Pachuli was born out of my own healing journey and story because I really believe that it's our stories that heal. And so mine is certainly infused in every aspect of Prana and Pachuli. And I've actually always practiced yoga online, I have been to classes in person and I've studied with lots of different teachers, but for me, virtual yoga was a way that I could stay consistent with my practice because it fit into my life in a really easy way I could practice on my own schedule. I could tune in with my own body and what I really wanted that day rather than, you know, what was on a timetable somewhere perhaps. And So I really wanted to create a platform to share all of the tools and practices that have been so important for me in my healing journey. And just when I was going through all of the stress and all of the challenges with burnout and anxiety, I was looking for something online that would support me through that journey and there wasn't really anything out there yes there's a lot of yoga and there's all these different styles of practices but I found that the focus was really on those you know more dynamic sweaty practices which you know I used to do all the time and I still love but in small doses right I was looking for something Different, something that moved at a slower pace and was really restorative in nature. And so I realized, well, okay, that isn't really out there. And all I felt was kind of guilt about not doing some of these stronger practices. Like, you know, there's something wrong with me. I'm I'm lazy because I don't want to do all these things. And really, I was just completely burnt out and exhausted and I needed restoration and I needed deep, deep rest. And so that's why I created Prana & Patchouli as a platform that was completely devoted to self-care, spirituality, and of course, deep relaxation and rest. Because I knew that if I was going through all of those things, then there was somebody else out there that was probably going through the same things as well. And so that was how Prana & Patchouli came about. Well,
0: I love what you just said. When you said that you felt guilty (laughs) about not practicing the other yoga, the more, we'll call it more active yoga, and you felt like you were being lazy, and I go through times where if I don't go to my mat and practice yoga, I feel like, oh, I'm being such a lazy person or this and that. But your body doesn't need that all the time. Sometimes your body does need to reset and restore. So I love that you said that. And I love that somebody else had that thought. (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't the only one thinking that way. Like I'm lazy because I'm not going to my mat or practicing yoga. So thank you for saying that. And thank you for validating that we don't have to do things that way. What's the mission of Prana and Patchouli?
1: I think I touched on this before when I was talking about my journey and that when I chose that really gentler, softer way of being, instead of the stress and the hustle, that's when I realigned with my purpose, which was to be a source of peace and inspiration in the world. And that really is the mission of Prana and Patchouli. And to go deeper into that, I guess, I'm here to help people cultivate calm, listen closely to the inner truth, and then from that place, courageously manifest their dreams. And all of the practices and tools I share on Prana and and to my membership, my classes, that's what it all comes down to.
0: And that's all awesome. Those are all things that we need. And especially in our, in our world today, we need that. We need that calm. We need that peace. And we need to be more connected to ourselves and to listen to ourselves. So thank you for bringing that light to our world. Thank you. Now, how did you come up with the name Prana and Patchouli? And I ask that because I know what Prana means. It means the breath. Patchouli, I wasn't too clear on because it's associated with, is it associated with an herb or some type of healing?
1: So how did you come up with that name? Oh, a lot of people ask me this. And the <laughs> first thing I always say is, well, one night I was in my kitchen and no joke, I'd been thinking or I'd been trying to think of a business name for what felt like forever and just nothing was working. Nothing felt truly aligned. And then one night I was in my kitchen just making dinner. And then all of a sudden, like down from above pop this Prana and patchouli pops in my head. I'm like, hmm, okay, I like that. That's interesting. I told my husband, he was like, yeah, I like that too. There is a deeper meaning. <laughs> it's <laughs> grown over the years, but Prana, like you said, yes, is a breath. And it also means our life force, our life force energy, which, you know, we can move with the breath. We can use the breath to shift our energy and lift us or calm us down. It also relates to our spirit and the light within us, which we're nourishing through the yoga practice. So we're nourishing that prana. We're nourishing our spirit, our higher selves. And the patchouli part of it, I love essential oils. And so patchouli oil or essential oil comes from the patchouli flower, the patchouli plant. The most natural patchouli oil smells really beautiful. And I know that some people don't really like patchouli. And that's kind of a little bit of an inside joke that, you know, not everybody is going to like you. Not everybody's going to like me. And that's okay. I'm just committed to showing up as myself in my life, my business. So there's that part of it as well. But patchouli as an essential oil, and I really like to use these in my yoga practice, patchouli is a very grounding oil and it helps you to feel more embodied and to find more fluidity and flow it helps you connect your physical body and so for me yoga initially was a very physical practice and then it quickly became a lot more spiritual and i don't think you can ignore that mind body spirit connection that you feel through the practice even if you know you're more of an athlete and that's why you come to the practice in the first mm. place you know so many more doors open up when you allow yourself to sink into your practice and stick with it. And so there are lots of different layers to Prana and Pachili. And I think I've covered most of them, Mm -hmm. but that's where it came from. It was a divine download. (laughs) I like that. A divine download. Now,
0: when you are doing your virtual classes, do you actually have patchouli oil that you use on yourself? Do you recommend it to your clients to use during the practice? Or is patchouli oil something that you could just, is it an essential oil that you can use in a diffuser to kind
1: of open up that, that space and feel more grounded? There are are lots of different ways that you can use it. Mm -hmm. I certainly use lots of essential oils in my practice. And Mm -hmm. when I was teaching more in person, I would anoint my students if they wanted it. Obviously, I would ask permission first. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a really nice addition to your practice to anoint your pulse points. Or maybe put the oils on the soles of your feet where the pores are much bigger so they're absorbed into the bloodstream Mm -hmm. you only want to do this with the absolute purest of oils okay um not just apply anything everywhere you can also diffuse them if you don't want to put them on your skin and i tend to choose essential oils that reflect the intention for the practice so obviously i teach restorative yoga so i'm using a lot of calming peaceful oils things like lavender lavender Mm -hmm. and patchouli actually is a really beautiful plant things like rose oil so the floral oils are naturally very calming and soothing Mm -hmm. And I suppose patchouli is also a kind of herby oil, which again is a nice grounding oil. Mm-hmm. And then you have wood oils like sandalwood or frankincense. Again, they are all very grounding, quite spiritual oils as well. I tend to stay away from citrusy oils because they're more uplifting and energizing, though you know, they might be nice to add to your morning routine, for example, if you want right. to Give to, yourself to wake a up. Give yourself yeah, a wake exactly. up. Yes. Energy. And so that's what I do in my own practice. And if I'm teaching in person, and then virtually when I'm teaching, I invite my students to bring things like essential oils, whether that's in the diffuser or they're anointing themselves. It can feel like a really sacred ritual, just set the tone and the intention for the practice, which is really nice. So I'll invite them to do that. And I think that's a really nice way of creating that sanctuary like feeling, even if you're practicing online, that's really important to me. I want you to get all of those feelings as if you were, you know, going to a yoga class in person, you can recreate that at home. And see, I have
0: created a room in my house specifically for prayer and for yoga. And I use um, lavender and mm-hmm. I use jasmine oil a lot. I diffuse them. Yeah. Where can we find patchouli oil?
1: And there are lots of different brands. My personal favorite is doTERRA because okay. I find them to be super pure. And that's the one I use. And when I think of patchouli and when I think of prana and patchouli, that is the scent that comes to mind. And um, essential oils actually stimulate the part of the brain that's associated with our emotions and our memories. So, you know, when you smell a certain smell it, it brings back a, a memory, memory or a feeling within you. And so for me, doTERRA's patchouli oil is my favorite. All of their oils, really. Um, It's a personal choice, but definitely pure oils. Pure
0: oils. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that tip. Now, what's the biggest challenge you're facing in your business right now? And how are you dealing with it?
1: Well, I think in business, there are so many different paths. You could take. There are so many different strategies and ideas and mindsets. And I think it can be really overwhelming. And I've definitely found myself falling into that feeling of overwhelm lately as well, where I'm like, you know, what direction should I go in? I don't know what to do next. Mm -hmm. And the way that I've been dealing with that is to borrow something from my yoga practice, which is remembering that all the answers that I need are already right here inside me and to just trust that inner wisdom whenever I feel that sense of self-doubt and overwhelm coming up because you know you only have to look outside of yourself to see someone doing this and someone doing that and comparing yourself to them which immediately puts you into that you know, fearful place of imposter syndrome or self-doubt or anxiety. And so for me, just turning off all of that, and in yoga, we call it pratyahara, which means the withdrawal of the senses. It's like you're distilling the outer world and you're drawing deeper into yourself and I think, you know, there's been a theme throughout this, this conversation <laughs> of turning inwards, connecting to that mm-hmm. inner truth and really listening. And I find that the more I do that, and it's definitely a practice, like yoga is a practice. Doing this in the realm of business is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does require practice. But intuition is like a muscle, and the more you use it, You know, the more you get calm and quiet and still and really listen to that intuitive part of you, which we all have, the easier things become. And I've noticed that in my business, that the more I listen and I trust what comes through, and sometimes it takes a little bit of courage to take action on that. Mm -hmm. But the more I do that, the more doors seem to open up and easier things seem to Flow, and I think that that's really important. In that, when we align our actions with our intuition and our natural energy, that's when things start to work. That's when you start to create the success that you want and. It feels much easier rather than struggling or pushing or forcing your way through or doing what everybody else is doing because you feel like you should. And I'm not a fan of the word should. I just feel like it carries so much judgment and pressure in one tiny word. So I found that from my vocabulary. <laughs> um, but yeah, just coming back to myself, it's not about what I should do. It's what feels right and allowing That to light the path and
0: lead the way. And I think you're absolutely right with the fact that this is pretty much the theme for today about listening to yourself. So many times we drown out that voice inside of us that really does know what we need and really does know what's best for us. But because we have all this noise around us with, you know, societal expectations for for us as women or for us as business people. And then again, that comparison, I call it death by comparison. If you're looking (laughs) at other people and their businesses are like really doing well and and they're in the same industry that you're in, you can get caught up in a cycle of comparing yourself to other people and trying to do what they do because you feel like you should do it this way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I totally agree with you on that aspect that we need to tune more inward and listen to that voice inside of us, because it really does know what's best for us and what we need. And, I get caught up sometimes in my business looking at other people and going, well, maybe I should be doing this or maybe I should be doing that. But when I try to go in that direction, it is a struggle. It is a struggle for me. The only time that I feel more at ease in business is when I follow my own direction, when I I listen to my own voice, because that's more comfortable for me to do it in that way. But again, it's a practice, like you said, to get there, to be able to do those things. But I believe things like meditation and restorative yoga, where you're focusing more inward, are ways to help you get to a place where you can hear yourself more clearly and drown out some of the noise.
1: Yeah. And there's that saying, like, when you quiet the mind, your soul will speak. Mm -hmm. And that is so true. And You know, when you act from that more aligned place, things are just going to feel easier. It's not going to feel like you're just pushing a rock uphill because it's what's right for you. And I think that really builds more confidence as well. We were talking about comparison. I think the more we honor who we are rather than trying to be someone else, when we show up as our authentic selves, that creates more confidence because it just feels natural it does and we're living
0: in a world where everyone wants you to be the next this person be the next beyonce be the next JLo. lo be the next you know yoga coach you know mm-hmm. and it's okay to be you it's okay yeah. to be you Hey guys, I can't even describe how excited I am about the launch of my new site, Fight Less with Shanette Ayabi. My new dating and relationship coaching programs that will truly help women be their best for themselves and the people they love. No matter if you're single and want to attract true love in a relationship that you want to be happier and healthier or just coming out of a bad breakup or divorce and need to rebuild your confidence and find balance. I've developed programs and services that truly help you get the clarity you need to get unstuck and build healthy life skills so that together we can transform your love story from one of disappointment and pain to abundant love that is filled with happiness. I can't wait to connect with you on a more intimate level that allows me to provide you with more inspiration and motivation to live your best life ever. Go to fight less dot com today i'm certain and fully confident in my purpose to help and serve women like you who are going through experiences that i've conquered and come out on the other side happier and healthier i love the beautiful life i've created and that i'm living and i want the same for you amy Tell me how you help clients. What is the most common issue your clients struggle with and how do you help them with that struggle?
1: I think that stress is certainly one of the biggest struggles for my students. And I know that as I've been through that as well. And a lot of the people that are in my community tend to be the sensitive souls of the world, let's say. And they really feel the energy and the emotions of the world in a way that can feel really overwhelming. And I don't think you necessarily have to be sensitive to to feel that way these days because there is so much happening right now. But I know that they are seeking a place for rest and quiet and stillness because the world can feel like a noisy and chaotic place so my students come to me looking for that calm in the chaos and I offer practices that really help them to remember that that peace and that calm is our true natural state we just forgot and so all of the practices that I share are about coming home to ourselves just coming home coming home coming home and remembering who we really are so that we can share more of that with the world
0: I think when we show up as our true self, that's more beneficial to the people around us and more beneficial to our world. I can remember um, when I was working and getting up in the morning was just it was just stress from Sunday night. I'll say maybe Sunday evening around five o'clock, the stress started to set in about going to work and everything I had to deal with at work. And then getting up on Monday morning, you know, hitting traffic and rushing through traffic and being stressed out about that, trying to get to work on time, trying to get to my desk, trying to get to a meeting, all of those things. And now with the things that are going on in our world is just one thing after the other that keeps piling up stress on people and stress on ourselves. And a lot of people are not themselves. Sometimes when I go out to run errands or something during the day, if I go a little bit later in the day when school is out and people are getting off work, I can really feel other people's frustrations and their stress because they're aggressive drivers. You know, I'm taking my sweet little old time driving, you know, of course, I'm driving the speed limit, but because I'm not clouded. My mind is freer and my heart is freer and who I am is freer. I'm more peaceful. I'm not that aggressive driver anymore. So when people drive like that or I'm around people that are always rushing, I take a moment just to think about how grateful I am that that's not my life anymore. And you you hit the nail on the head when you said coming back home to who we are, because we're not meant to be that way. I think just the lifestyle we're living turns us into those type of people. It does, so it does. I appreciate that. What is one thing that your program did for you, for a client that you didn't expect?
1: Not sure about that one, but I think one thing that, my membership lighter did for people that they didn't expect let's say is that I think people feel like peace is just a pipe dream like it's something that's you know they're reaching for all the time that it's not attainable or they can't you know wake up every day and feel at peace and flow through life at peace and what I hear a lot from my students is that you know, peace becomes a very real part of their life. They realize that, no, it isn't just a pipe dream. It's not just something that's reserved for when they're at the spa getting a massage or they're on a yoga retreat or they're at a yoga class. You know, it's not just reserved for those moments that it can be something that is infused into every moment of your life. And that's not to say that, you know, you never get stressed. You never feel anxious. You know, that's part of the human experience, feeling Mm -hmm. these different emotions and they're not bad things. I actually think they're a source of our intuition and our creativity and empathy when we really tap into them. But, when you realize that peace is your natural state and you can take that with you wherever you go, life becomes so much more vibrant and fun and fulfilling and joyful. So I think that realization in my students has been the most enlightening, which wasn't exactly the answer to your the question that you asked. No, but I, mean, I kind of flipped that around. <laughs>
0: That's okay because even though you knew they would come away with peace that they didn't expect because people think that it's a commodity and Essentially, when you look at a baby and a baby's born and they come into the world, of course, they come in maybe screaming, crying or whatever, because you've taken them out of their, <laughs> their safe space and now they have to get used to this environment. But just when a baby is quiet and when a baby's still, they're so peaceful. And that that is something that is inside of all of us. But because how crazy our world has gotten, people think it's a commodity, like they can't have it so... Yes, you did answer that question. I I love the answer you gave to that question. Now, what's the most important lesson you've learned over your career?
1: I think that it would be that rejection is protection. And throughout my career, I have heard, no, I have felt that rejection tons of times which I'm sure you have and your listeners have as well and it can feel like a painful punch in the gut a stab in the heart it really can and in that moment you might be thinking "No, like when you really want something and you want it to work out but what I've realized is that rejection is kind of like the universe's way or God's way of helping you to protect your own energy because it would be better used elsewhere or somewhere that's more in alignment with the gifts that you're here to share. And sometimes it takes some time to process that and then you look back and you think, oh, thank goodness that that didn't work out. You know, that really was protection because, you know, that might have led to some other thing that you didn't want or it might have taken up space from something coming in that you really did want to manifest. And I think it's just a way of creating space for not only our highest good, but helping us protect our energies so that we can use it in the way that it's really needed. Because I truly believe that we all are on this earth for a reason, and that we have these unique gifts to share. And so rejection is protection. It just means that you're not, you know, going into these places where you're going to be so stressed out or burnt out because you're using your energy in the wrong way. And so for me, that's probably one of the most important lessons that I've learned. And, you know, when I get those no's these days, I just try and remind myself of that, even in that difficult moment where I just want to cry.
0: <laughs> feeling. I've been there so many times, so many times, um, especially when you're working with clients. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've run up on a client that I think, oh, this is the ideal client for me. And I really want to work with them. And once uh, we start talking through some things of what they want, and then at that time we get to a stalemate and they're like, oh, no, thank you. But no, thank you. It hurt. It hurt. At first, when I went through these, it took a lot of time for me to get past this, but I think I came to the realization without having the words for it, because you just gave me the words for it, that the rejection is protecting me, because that probably would have been a client that would have been so stressful to work with or it would have been a difficult relationship. And I like to work with clients where we can actually form a trust relationship and really have good vibes between us and no hostility. But I've learned throughout my career that there are those clients that you just don't vibe with and it's a struggle working with them. And those were the ones that I went after. And, and, I, and I just went after with gusto to make them say yes. And I wore them down until they said yes. And then it ended up being a disaster. So I'm learning even now that when someone says no, that I need to be able to look at that not as something personal towards me, or even towards my business, but maybe that is the universe's way and God's way of protecting me for some, from something that could have been hurt more hurtful or
1: damaging to me or even to my business. Exactly. So and to give you I another example it. of that, like what you said, absolutely about the Nightmare but, <laughs> um, If I think back to my, like my legal career, I was going to these interviews for legal jobs And, you know, obviously I got rejected from some of them and it felt so painful, like a stab in the heart. And today I'm just like, thank you for not believing in me, because can you imagine if if I'd have got that job? Who knows where I would be today? Maybe I would have made some very different decisions. So looking back, thank you. Right. Thank you. Right. So rejection is protection. That's
0: my new word, (laughs) or my new words. Make it your mantra. (laughs) My mantra. Yes, I love it. Once upon a time, I was a woman who thought if I had more money, a better job, or a closet full of designer labels, that I'd be happy. Well, I had all of that and I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with the external things because it was my internal belief system that was making me unhappy. It took me a while to realize that I needed to dismantle some faulty belief systems that stem from my past. Even with all the material things that I had, I still felt like I wasn't enough. I was once in a space where I allowed my past to dictate my future and it was unhealthy and it didn't serve my purpose. I knew I had to change things, but I didn't know how. That is until I sought help. I started with therapy and eventually hired a life coach to help me unpack all of the faulty belief systems that kept me feeling like I was not enough. Seeking help was the most loving thing I did for myself, so much so that I was compelled to train and become a life coach. Fight Less with Shaunette Ahiabi is my latest endeavor, and I'm so excited about this journey. As a dating and relationship coach, I help women identify thoughts that keep them stuck and repeating the same behaviors that lead to constant fighting or dead-end relationships. Sign up now for First Date to Forever, which is a new program I'm launching in a few months for single women who are tired of the dating game and who want to attract authentic love. You'll learn how to manage your mind to achieve breakthroughs from faulty belief systems and stories you tell yourself about not being worthy enough to have a beautiful life or a happy and healthy relationship. I guide you in the process of turning your past hurts into your greatest blessings by helping you tap into your power to create new stories from your future and not your past. I invite you to check out fight-less.com, a space where you can connect with me and find resources to help you if you're dating and looking for love, married or in a relationship or going through a bad breakup or divorce. Go to fightless.com today and sign up for more information about this new program. And remember, when you commit to doing the work, you can rewrite your love story. Well, Amy, we're coming to a close. So let's wind up. I have a few more questions for you. And I'm, I'm so appreciative of all of the information that you're so freely sharing with us. And again, our theme, I guess, for today is just coming back home, reconnecting with self. So in your opinion, what is the most important personality trait for someone who wants to get into doing a virtual wellness site or doing a virtual wellness practice online? What do you think is the best personality trait or the most important personality trait they would need to work in this industry and why? I think
1: in the well-being industry and especially in, yoga which is what I know I think compassion and empathy which kind of I guess kind of go hand in hand are really important because you are holding a space for others and you want to create a really supportive and nurturing and safe environment for people to heal or follow their the well being journey, whatever that might look like. But also the ability to set really good boundaries. Because I think if you're working in this industry or someone who has a very nurturing personality, a really kind and huge and loving heart, but it can be really easy to most take on other people's feelings as if they were your own. If you don't have those boundaries in place to protect your energy and protect your heart. And that really is just setting those boundaries, a really loving way of caring for yourself and also caring for your clients because it's enabling you to show up as the highest version of yourself rather than feeling drained and it really is up to us and to be honest I think this applies to whatever whatever um, industry you're in or just in life and business in general that it's really up to us to honor our own boundaries and if someone's crossing a boundary it's because we're letting them Really, So just being really clear about what you're a yes, and what you're a no for, and just really honoring your own energies so that you can show up and serve as your highest self. I think that's the
0: best advice that you can give anyone in business mm. is to have those boundaries, not even in business, just in life just to have boundaries. And like you said, if people cross those boundaries, it's because we're allowing them to. But boundaries are important for our own self-care. You talked about earlier when you made the decision to leave law and start practicing yoga and start your business, how your parents were very supportive. They didn't understand it, but they still offered you the support. How would your parents describe what you do for a living?
1: Hmm, interesting question. I've not asked them. <laughs> I think um, it would probably something be something along the lines of she runs an online yoga company. She um, teaches yoga to help people heal stress and perhaps a spiritual entrepreneur. Maybe. I'll definitely have to ask that question.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. I know for uh, my mom and some of my family members, they're like, well, she does weddings and (laughs) she has a podcast (laughs) and now she's doing coaching, but I don't really know what she does. (laughs) And that's kind of typical. Sometimes our families are not that involved with what we do, they just, they're proud of us. They support us. But if you asked them to explain what we do, they probably couldn't explain it very well. (laughs) Um, Can you recommend maybe two or three podcasts to the audience um, that you listen to and recommend those to us and why you listen to them?
1: Sure. I think the first one I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't recommend my own podcast. Yes, (laughs) of course. (laughs) Prana and Patchouli podcast. And this is a weekly show where I share yoga tips, spiritual tools, breathwork practices and guided meditations to reduce stress and raise your vibration. And I love this format of communicating and connecting with people because it's just a really simple way to bring your practice into your day. That's what I'm all about, really bringing your spiritual practice down to earth and into your life in a way that supports you. So most episodes are about 10 minutes. It's just a really nice way to get that mindfulness into your life and into your day. So there's that. Another podcast that I really enjoy is a business podcast, the She Means Business Show with (laughs) Carrie Crean, who is my business mentor. And Mm -hmm. I just really love how she really shares all of her experiences, the good and the bad, and you can really connect to her heart as you listen and relate to all the stories that she tells And for me, it's one of the shows that I love listening to in the morning if I want to feel inspired, you know, perhaps Mm -hmm. if I'm feeling a little low or I need a bit of a self-love boost or a mindset boost because she's all about the success mindset, which I think is um, such a a powerful thing. And she often helps me overcome a lot of those doubts and frustrations that I have sometimes in business. (laughs)
0: And I think I shared with you when we chatted when I was deciding who I was going to have on the podcast this year. We both talked about Carrie's program because we're both in in her program, FEA, Mm -hmm. Female Entrepreneur Association, which is how we connected. But I was in another program and Carrie was a guest speaker. And I just love the way that Carrie is so real. You know, she brings information to you in such a realistic way way, not this, oh, you can have it all kind of thing, but yes, you're going to have to do the work sometimes cry. Yes, it's going to be hard sometimes, but here is what I did and here's how I overcame and here are some other people I can recommend to help guide or mentor you. So I really love how much she shares, how much she opens her heart to be so transparent because sometimes you can get in programs where they have you believing that you can just leap mountains and leap buildings and you get in those programs and you're struggling because you're not leaping those mountains and those buildings, but the sincerity of what she does and how she brings her true self to, you know, to the forefront. I love her podcast (laughs) as well. (laughs) And your podcast, I do need those quick bites, you know, those quick 10 minutes or five minutes of being able to restore myself. I think I I started listening and it's always when I'm doing something and I want to be able to sit still with it. So I think I'm going to incorporate it into my evening as well with the restorative yoga. Now, tell me about Your programs or any special projects that you have going on right now, let us know about that and also how my my readers or my my readers, sorry, I'm thinking blog, (laughs) how my (laughs) listeners can find you online.
1: Sure. Well, right now I'm really focusing on nurturing and just taking really great care of my members inside my lighter membership which I think we talked about before but this is a program that just offers monthly mind body soul support and it's a virtual sanctuary for restorative yoga and breath work and meditation and all of those delicious nourishing practices that we've been talking about today and I created this out of my own need for something like that as a way of slowing down and coming home to myself and really staying on my spiritual path. So that's where I am right now. And okay. if you want to connect with me or practice with me, the best place for that is... In Lighter or at my website, Prana and Pachilli. And I do have a special gift for everybody that's listening. And I'm so grateful to you for mentioning it before, One, Awesome! It is my mini virtual yoga retreat. And mm-hmm. you can find this at pranapatchouli.com forward slash retreat. And since so many of my students really struggle with creating that sacred time and space for themselves and stress, I created this to give you all of the feels of going on a blissful yoga retreat in under thirty minutes. And. From the comfort of home, and it's a really deeply restorative yoga and meditation practice to help you calm your nervous system and clear any stress from your mind, body, and soul. And it's totally free, and you can find it by going to pranapatuli.com forward slash retreat and just popping in your name and email. And I just really hope that this supports you in finding some inner peace. And I can't wait to meet you on the mat soon. Awesome. Well, I can definitely
0: tell everyone that's listening, this is very restorative. It helped me to be able to calm down from my day. So I recommend this retreat to anyone. It's like she said, it's very quick 30 minutes, where you can just have your own little personal retreat and wind down. Whether you're winding down from a busy day or you're taking out time during your day just to take that time for yourself, it's definitely worth it. And please, please go visit Amy's website at pranaandpatchouli.com and get involved. With what she's got going on, so because it's nothing but healing for you and restoration. Now more than ever, your mental wellness is very important. It's normal to have thoughts that are negative sometimes, but when sometimes turns into all the time, there's a problem. When you've gotten comfortable with thinking unhealthy, it can be hard to recognize that those thoughts are not serving you in the best way. That's why I've created a guide to help you become more aware of your thoughts that may not be healthy or serving you. Go to yourdayandbeyond.com and download the free I Am What I Think guide. It will help you become more aware of your thoughts so you can work on any cognitive distortions and negativity that may be keeping you stuck in an unhealthy thought pattern. If left unchecked, negative self-talk can lead to feelings of despair and hopelessness. It's my prayer that if you're in this cycle, that you reach out to me or someone in your life who can help you get to a better place. You don't have to suffer with negative thoughts that may cause you to do harm to yourself. I'm here for you at no cost. You can schedule a complimentary chat with me at fight-less.com and together we can figure things out and get you to a better place mentally. To close up, I just have a couple of more questions for you. And these are fun questions, Amy. If you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be and why?
1: Oh, okay. Um the first person would be Tori Amos. She is my favorite musician. She's a piano player and a songwriter, and I just absolutely love her. Just because of the way that she channels all of her personal experiences into her songs. And I find that really healing and powerful. And I try to do that in my yoga classes as well. I've been on tour with her all around the world. So um, she's definitely someone that I would love to have dinner with. (laughs) The second person would be... Gabrielle Bernstein. I love Gabrielle. I love her. (laughs) Me too. She was one of my first spiritual teachers and continues to be to this day. So I feel like we could have some incredibly inspiring and deep conversations. And then the third, you know what? I'm just going to say my husband. Because we have, when we go out for dinner, these really amazing conversations where we just talk about all of our dreams and goals and plans together. And it just leaves me feeling really inspired and excited for life together. So... That is awesome. (laughs) And congratulations. You guys are
0: newlyweds. Thank you. Congratulations on that. I meant to say that earlier to you. Now, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners today?
1: I think maybe it would be nice to finish since we've been talking all about the breath with just a really simple one minute breathing practice that we could do together. I Um, would love that. Great. And This is one of my favorite practices, actually. It's called the one-minute breath. And the best part is you can do it under a minute. You can do it anytime, anywhere. You don't need to be sat in meditation. You can do it in line at the grocery store or waiting for coffee or sat still in your car or, you know, just if you need a minute between meetings. And all you do is inhale for a count of five hold the breath for five, and then exhale for a count of five. So maybe I could just guide us through a couple rounds. And this is a tool that that people can take with them. That would be awesome. Love it. Well, this is just a really nice way to relieve stress and anxiety and and calm so like I said you can do this wherever you are seated or standing And if it's safe for you to close your eyes and if it feels good to you you can do that as well or just softly gaze down towards the floor let's just take a full deep breath in through the nose together and then take a cleansing sigh out through your mouth just to reset and then we'll begin so we'll inhale through the nose for two, three, four, five. Hold the breath at the top for two, three, four, five. Exhale through the nose for two, three, four, five. And in for two, three, four five hold for two three four five and exhale two three four five and let's just do one more round together on our own just breathing at your own pace And then after your next exhale, just let that breathing pattern go. Just notice any shifts that you feel in your energy. Hopefully you're feeling, and it's a little calmer now. And if your eyes are closed, you can gently open them, let the light back in.
0: Awesome. I love that. I love that. And this is something that you can do anytime during the day bring you back to a safe space.
1: Yeah, just for one minute. And that's all it takes. One minute just to recenter and reconnect with yourself.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Thank you for tuning
0: in to today's show. Remember to stay tuned in as I continue to help you dismantle and unpack belief systems that no longer serve you. Also, you don't want to miss any updates and details about new programs I'm working on that will allow me to connect with you on a more intimate level to help you get the clarity you need to get unstuck. I'll be sharing my most life-changing experiences, skills and lessons with you in a way that is very intimate so that together we can transform your love story as you create the abundant life of happiness that you've always wanted to live. I know you have many choices when it comes to listening to great content. I'm thankful you chose to listen to your day and beyond. Don't forget to turn on your notification settings for the podcast so you won't miss the new episode. And please don't forget to subscribe and give your feedback. Join me here on Wednesdays for some impactful and thought-provoking insight on topics about dating and relationships and everything in between hit the subscribe button now so you don't miss a single episode. If this episode inspired you, please share it with a friend and help me grow my subscribers. If you're still feeling stuck on how to set realistic expectations for dating and want some practical tips on how to get unstuck, DM me on my new Instagram handle, fightless underscore screw more. And let's come up with a plan to help get you unstuck. Again, thank you, Amy. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today and giving us so many pearls of wisdom. I appreciate you so much. And tell everyone one more time how they can find you online.
1: You can find me at pranapachini.com. Dot com and if you'd like to grab that mini restorative retreat that's pranapachuli.com forward slash retreat and i'm just so grateful to have this conversation with you chanette and for everybody listening for every single minute of it so thank you so much for having me.